be honest, like just be honest. And, and I actually say this about a lot of cafes. They're trying to do their best and it does come down to money. And I always wonder why cafes don't really promote more what they're doing. And I potentially think it's because they're not perfect but it's not about perfection. It's about progress and just being honest. And sadly, with the greenwashing, you really have to dig deep on websites and and on the internet to really find out the right answer. It literally breaks my heart, all of the greenwashing. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week, I have the amazing, the incredible Mandy Spooner with us. She's also known as That Eco Warrior. She lives here on the Sunshine Coast, and she's been here since 2017. She is a Sydney girl, and prior to that, she was from the UK where she was born. Of course, she's a mama bear to two beautiful teenage boys, two dogs, and she has a gorgeous husband. But what I think is so beautiful about her story is that she is way happier with less toxins and less plastic bottles in her life. And her mission is to educate and inspire others to have less toxins and plastic packaging in their life too. It all began for beautiful Mandy in 2017 when she read an article by the incredible Sarah Wilson that said takeaway coffee cups aren't recyclable. She remembers saying out loud, yes, they are, which of course is what many of us are led to believe. When she researched it and went right down the single-use plastic rabbit hole, she was shocked to find out how much single-use plastic we all use daily and how much of it cannot be recycled. And it was heartbreaking for our Mandy to see the effect it was having on our planet. So instead of just sitting back and letting it continue, she made a big effort to stop using single-use items and replace them with eco-friendly options. She started to share her swaps on social media and inspired many people to do the same. She then saw the knock-on effect of changing one thing at a time, sharing it with many others and inspiring them to do the same. And this is what has inspired her to keep going and keep sharing six years later. I know you're going to love following this beautiful eco-warrior. She's got some great tips in here about what we can do to make the planet a better place. And I really encourage you to reach out and follow this beautiful soul on all the socials or head to her website, mandyspooner.com. If you've loved this podcast, I'd also encourage you to share it. And I'd also love to hear your comments and feedback on my Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28, my Facebook page, Kim Morrison Training, or you can head on over to and share it from thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. I know you're going to love this week's show, and I cannot wait to hear your feedback, comments, and thoughts with this incredible eco-warrior, beautiful soul. Take care, be kind, and I'll see you same place next week. What a delight for me this week to have an incredibly special and beautiful soul on the Self Love Podcast, beautiful Mandy Spooner, also known as That Eco Warrior. What a privilege to have you. Welcome, sweetheart. Thank you so much for having me, beautiful. I'm so honored to be here. 
Oh, look, I just love everything about you and all that you offer. Perhaps just before we get into all of the magic that you create, you could take us on a little journey as to what led you into becoming this beautiful eco-warrior and what were the real big pivotal turning points in your life that took you down this path? Oh, beautiful. Great question. I... There was a moment in 2017 when I read an article by Sarah Wilson from I Quit Sugar, and she wrote an article online saying that takeaway coffee cups weren't recyclable. And I remember reading the article and actually saying out loud, that's not true. They are recyclable. So turns out it is true. That you, you sorry that she was right that you can't recycle them so that, and even today the majority of them still can't be recycled because they have a plastic lining on the inside of them so I went down the big black hole of the internet and and I was doing a lot of research on single-use plastic and I was astounded at the amount of plastic single use that we were using and the amount that either couldn't be recycled or wasn't getting recycled. So I started actually making changes for myself and I was posting them on social media. And I was really loving that a lot of people on social media were saying, I didn't know that. And then they were making changes and posting on their feed and tagging me. And it just led me to really see the knock-on effect of how making one change can really inspire people to do to make their changes. And, and kind of like I always joke that long, long story short, I'm still posting six years later. And but but I really realized during my journey and, and during the six years that I've actually always been like this. I just didn't know. So growing up. I remember being young, eight, nine years old and being really, I would get really irritated by litter bugs. So people throwing litter and just leaving it on the ground. I just, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then as I got into my twenties, that's my dogs. As I got into my twenties, I, 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 was reusing a lot of stuff. And my partner at the time, he would say, oh, I want to buy this. And I would say, well, why don't we just reuse, use this or use that? And and I've never been that, I'm going to say stereotypical girl who buys lots of clothes and shoes and all of that sort of stuff. I would literally wear the same top or the same trousers forever. And and, and it was quite funny because in my 20s, I was living in Scotland and I thought, oh, maybe I'm just tight with my money because that's what us Scots are supposed to be. And and but yeah, as I said, like the journey over the last six years, I've, I've actually realized that I've always been like this. So as timing as with everything, as we know, Kim, I, it, it's yeah, it, it's it was my time. And, and now is my time to really be that eco warrior. I love it so much. And you know what I particularly picked up in what you just said then, and I just wrote it down, it was that thing of the knock-on effect, that ripple effect that one action, one choice, one share, one post can have. I think sometimes we underestimate it. The other thing I'd love to say is that often we don't know what we don't know. So it's not until someone shares something that we even think about it, let alone take action on it 
when you read that article with beautiful Sarah Wilson and you saw that about the coffee cups, I think I read the same one and it was something like hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of coffee cups were thrown out every day. And then I noticed when I went into coffee shops that they would double cup them because if they were hot and you got a long black. So then it was two cups. And so I started questioning it myself, which is where the keepsake cups came about, which I think is powerful in itself. What was your big thing? What was the realization or what was the number or what was the shock that made you look at coffee cups in such a different way? Well, yeah, I love all you're saying there, uh, definitely. And we don't know what what we don't know. And and I always say that because I always actually do like to say that, like, I'm far from perfect. Yes, I've made a lot of progress. Absolutely. And I always say the time is going to pass anyway. So I might as well make changes and, and do something with it. But the statistic that got me it, and that's what got me was going down like the, the big black hole and, and all of the statistics. But with coffee cups, it's actually that's the one that got me. And it's actually every day in Australia alone, 2.7 million coffee cups go to landfill. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying. Processing. I know. To get my head around that. I know. 2.7 cups, if they're not recyclable and they're sitting in all our waste, Mandy, what's happening? Exactly. It's, it, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I can't even speak about it. I do get plastic anxiety. And, and when you were just saying about the two cups, I was like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot that that did used to happen. And I don't think I'd be able to cope anymore. And and again, it's it's just, it's education, isn't it? We don't know what we don't know. And this is why I do what I do to really highlight and educate and make one person think or make a change. And then they can inspire people to make changes. So education is, is definitely key. And I would love for companies to move away from coffee cups that can't be recycled. Well, we're doing it more with plastic where people aren't now having one-use plastic bags and things like that. Do you actually honestly believe that the coffee cup industry will uh, disintegrate, that we will have to bring our reusable cups? Like how do you see it panning out? It's a massive industry. It's massive. It really, really is massive. And sadly, it, a lot of it is about money. That uh, there's there are coffee cups out now that can be. They'll say they can be composted, but and and look, there are some that can be home composted, but a lot of them can only be composted in an industrial composting unit. So the, so whilst it may be sold to the cafe as or oh, this this can be composted, it's actually got to make its way to an industrial composting unit. I would say the majority of them are being used and thrown in the bin. So they're only going to make their way to landfill. So do I think it's going to get better? I'm going to say yes, because there has to come a ban sometime on single-use coffee cups. There's been bans on so many other things. So yes, I do. I do think it is going to get better. There's a whole term greenwashing that's yeah. incredible where, like you just mentioned, they sell it to us that these are recyclable and that they go to a compost and all of that sort of jazz. But it's absolutely true. We don't know where that cup goes. We think it's what happens, but it just goes into another rubbish bin, especially if we're at a coffee shop or a petrol station or whatever and you put your cup in there. 
what do you think is actually going to be the what what would be the right thing that the industry could do even if you do think it's going to get better especially when we know the greenwashing effect is actually bs and it's not fair to the consumer how do you see it what's the best way they could play this out be honest like just be honest and and i actually say this about a lot of cafes they're trying to do their best and it does come down to money and I always wonder why cafes don't really promote more what they're doing. And I potentially think it's because they're not perfect, but it's not about perfection. It's about progress and just being honest. And sadly, with the greenwashing, you really have to dig deep on websites and, and on the internet to really find out the right answer. It literally breaks my heart all of the greenwashing. And and unfortunately, we're time poor and we do take a lot of the, what the companies say, it, as I said, like compostable. I, I see the bioplastic cutlery that says compost, like compostable, and they're only, again, industrially a compostable, but most of us who are busy will just take that spoon and think, oh, great, it, it, it can be composted, but we'll probably still put it in the landfill bin and, and hope that by some magic it, it composts itself. And I don't say that derogatory to anyone because I, I totally understand. It's a very confusing area think then from your perspective over the last six years and just with your digging deep and your insights into understanding this world do you think there is a greater awareness and a greater emphasis on this or is it just again another beautiful thing we all think we're doing our best but we're so time poor we do the best we can and it doesn't really matter anyway what does one cup really do what does one plastic use really do is there an improvement or is there just an increased awareness on social media What's been playing out over the six years that you've noticed the most? I definitely do think there is an improvement, definitely, which is really wonderful because I do, I mentioned before, I do get plastic anxiety and there are some days I'll go into a coffee shop and I'll grab a coffee and, and I just genuinely can it, sometimes I'm the only person there that has my cup and that is not because I'm perfect because I'm absolutely not but I just those days I just think oh my goodness does anyone care is is this going to get any better but yes over the six years 100% there are so many amazing humans and amazing companies doing amazing things I do think we still got a long way to go but there's definitely amazing things happening and and a lot more people being aware of it as well. From perspective then again, knowing that it's all about the single-use stuff, you have often swapped or given people ideas on how to swap or replace items. Could you share with us a few of your biggest, best things that have worked and that would be an easy swap for any of us listening to this today? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'd love to start with coffee cups because I do think that that is a really easy swap. And there are so many amazing companies around now that make it easy for us to do that, that only sell non-toxic products that are in eco-friendly packaging. There's a lot of one-stop shops around, which is great. But I would definitely start with a coffee cup. And like anything, it's just habit of getting into the habit of always having your coffee cup with you. It's for me, it's always in my bag. And sure, at the beginning, I would forget to take it 
a few times, but then you get into the habit of doing that. So that's a really easy swap. As I said, there's a lot of great, and, and here on the Sunshine Coast as well, there's great companies at what I would call one-stop shops that you can jump onto their website online and you can just change as many things as you want to. One of the, another thing that I would say is would be quite easy is uh, changing your toothbrush from a plastic toothbrush to a bamboo toothbrush. And I say that that's easy because you can actually grab yourself a bamboo one at the supermarket while you're getting other bits and pieces. But another swap that I love, and I know this actually isn't for everybody, but I'm a bit of a, a soap girl. Like It's like the soap has made a comeback, which I'm, I'm really loving. So, so I use soap uh, for my body wash. So I've replaced body wash. I use it for my hand wash. And I actually use soap also as my face cleanser. And I have a shampoo and conditioner bar. Now that is probably extreme for many people and that's okay and I always say you don't have to change everything if the, if you go into your bathroom and you only want to change three or four things that is brilliant like that is so good but even if you just swapped your soap out for your hand wash or your body wash then that's making a big difference as well mm, I'm, I'm sitting here going mm, I do love my my hand wash my body wash only because the scum that builds up in a shower or on a sink from soap. Do you have an answer for that? Or is there a better alternative? Or how do we stop all of that happening in the shower or in the sink? Yeah, and I love that. And and you know what, as like I say, it's definitely not for everyone. And I don't, and if there's anything else you can change in your bathroom, because I do, and I'll answer your question, but I go, I go into homes and I do in-home consultations. And one of my questions that I say to them, let's just say we were working on the bathroom, I get every, get them to pull their products out and we sit them on the bench and I say, what do you not want to change? And it may be my, my body wash or my hand wash because I absolutely love them. And I'm like, great, put them to the side. Let's work on what you're willing to change. So with the, the soap, you can get soap holders that, that will catch all the, you know, the, the excess soap. Uh, but it, and at, at this is the thing with sustainability is it's not always convenient. And I get that. And I believe that that's what stops a lot of us because, again, we're time poor. And even for me, who's who's an all or nothing, the, the cleaning of the, the soap tray is another thing to do. But I actually just cleaned it the other day in the shower and then I sat it outside in the sun and then brought it in later that day. So I get it's it's not convenient and it's not for everyone. But I think it's like anything, when you have a high value on something, the environment, your home, lack of um, wanting to reduce chemicals and endocrine disruptors and all the things that we're doing on a daily basis, I think if your values are high enough, you'll do anything. It's not about time or money. It's now that it's such a high value, you will do that. And some for some people, it's it's a practice. It's just learning how to do it. So that clean as you go has certainly been something that's been a winner for me. I know personally for me on the days that I wash my hair is the days that I clean the shower, which is usually once or twice a week. So it's kind of like one of my favorite things to do is how can I do the most in the least amount of time. And I think keeping it clean as you go is one of the greatest things. I want to ask you about plastic bags. 
we know that a lot of supermarkets nowadays are lim- uh, eliminating them altogether. Um, but there's still, and there is the convenience of Ziploc bags and making sure things don't spill through suitcases and um, storing things in freezers with Ziploc bags. Like, how do you, is it that you want to get rid of them altogether? Or are you saying multi-use them? How could you make the most out of that before it gets thrown away? What's the answer here when it comes to plastic bags? Yeah, I love that. Definitely multi-use, like reuse as much as you can, definitely. An alternative is there's a lot of silicon bags around now, like which are like a Ziploc bag, but they're silicon. So and you and they would last longer than a, a weaker Ziploc bag. I plastic bags drive me crazy. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of of not having them because they're still whilst the supermarkets are it, getting rid of them, which is great. I believe Coles fully has now. They've got the the paper bags now. I still see a lot of plastic bags in retail stores, and and I go to the market every Saturday as well, the farmers market, and I still see a lot more plastic there than than I would like. Uh, but yeah, look, if, if you have something, just reuse it as much as you can. I find myself if I'm at something like David Jones or Maya, they're instantly quick to put them into a plastic David Jones or Maya's bag or any of the other shops, not just trying to pinpoint them. I will always say, please, no, I don't. And I always look at them and say, I just want to save a tree. And it's not a tree really, but it's just the the point of view that I don't want their plastic bags. Is it important to you then that you carry these bags? Because a lot of people would say, oh, I don't have it in my bag. But you can get these, those really um, fold up bags that can just sit so easily in your handbag, can't you? Definitely. Yeah, you can have, as you say, the fold up tiny ones that just sit in your handbag. And and I'll do that in retail stores as well. I'll just say no, thank you. And if I have forgot a bag, I generally have a a bigger handbag so I can put stuff in there or I'll just carry it in my hand. And, And the more of us that do that, hopefully stores will look at that but also I'm a really big fan of contacting companies I do all the time and I ask them are you going to move away from that packaging you know what are your thoughts and and stuff like that so again if, if we keep doing that then companies are going to have to start listening well I think the key to that is is just keep you know, don't fight it. I don't think I've seen anyone win in this arena with being argumentative or egotistical or or ramming it down people's faces. But I do think there's gentle words of it'll be great when they stop this or I've only got this bag, please save a tree and all of those words. I'm sure that as a consumer, we can support these guys, but a lot of the people that are serving us don't actually have the final say. How do you get to the top of a corporation? How do you get in front of someone to really make a difference? Is that something you focus on or is there, uh, I guess, is there things that we can sign up to? Like how can we all play a part in your vision and in your desires to make this a a beautiful, eco-friendly world? Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. And you're so right, Kim. Just don't know uh, we're not going to win by arguing and, and being demonstrative and judgmental. And, and I'll always say progress over perfection. And any time I would contact a company, I would always ask them, what are they doing instead of going in being judgmental? I actually called McDonald's recently and and I and I said to them, do you have 
anything that I can share with people about how to recycle each individual of your packaging pieces. And they said, oh, gosh, we've never been asked that before. And I said, because I'd love to to work with you and and be able to share what you have. And I can share with everyone else about how to recycle, because I'm sure, as you know, with McDonald's, everything ends up in the brown paper bag and it generally just ends up in the landfill bin. Uh, so, So being kind. And I love that, actually, at the end of all your emails, you say, take care be kind and 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 yeah it's it's very important to be kind but i would say contact companies be kind about it and start a conversation with them and just ask them what are they doing what are their future plans and it yeah it, it's a great way of not getting their back up essentially yeah, exactly you have an ebook called living green could you tell us a little bit about that and what motivated you to write it and then share it and allow all of us where can we get it because it's a brilliant book oh thank you beautiful yeah i it was quite funny actually with the ebook it was one of those i nearly didn't do it because i have this thing where i think everyone knows what i know and everyone says no we don't and so so it was really lovely to to put the ebook together and basically i've gone through room by room in the house and i've also gone to the supermarket and there's a section called out and about and i've done tick sheets that you can print the those tick sheets off and it's swap this for that so swapping out the single use plastic items for uh, a more eco-friendly item so that is designed to print off and yeah and you can jump on my website actually mandyspooner.com and the ebooks there yeah it's a beautiful resource and i recommend everybody to download it and actually see some of the incredible swap outs that she's recommending um mandy from your perspective as a mum and also you know as a woman who is from you know, working from home, doing the best that she can, living her best life. How do you think, you know, I always say be the role model, not the supermodel, and be the event, don't be the evangelist, be the example. What are other ways that you are living your truth and being the example for others to follow? Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. So true. I always say, actually, I've got two teenage boys and I always say it's that monkey see, monkey do. Uh, I know that they've certainly followed and watched me a lot with my non-toxic and eco-friendly journey which is really beautiful and 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 I love actually being there for my boys uh, they're 14 and 15 my 15 year old's nearly 16 so I've always been there for them all I've always worked I've done a couple of network marketing companies and graphic design and, and a few different things but and I've always made sure that I've worked that around the boys so I can be there for their school drop-off and school pickup. So that's been really important to me. And to answer your question, Kim, which I actually forgot what it was. <laughs> it was just around how do we be the greatest example and how are you doing that? Apart from obviously monkey see, monkey do, you're there, yeah. your boys are seeing this all the time. But how, this is the interesting part and probably why I brought it up, is that it's all very good and well of us to preach this to people and we understand it, but unless we're actually doing it and taking action and walking our talk, it kind of falls on deaf ears. And so I was probably reaching out as a mum how we can support our children to actually understand the environmental impact, particularly for their future. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I was I was actually going to say consistency for me is being consistent and taking the action. Uh, I actually it's one of the things I always say to my boys is words don't mean anything. You really need to take the action. And, and that's something that I do do. I'm very consistent and consistent with my actions. Well, I think that's all that we can ask for, but I also am curious, have you come up against friends or family? Have you ever been to a dinner or, I don't know, you watch someone wrap the leftovers in glad wrap or cling film, whatever it's called, or have you ever sat there and do you cringe or do you say things or how do you manage it when you're out socially? Yeah, that's funny. I'm thinking of one particular time I went over to my sister's for Christmas and I walked in to her home and we're very different uh, sustainability wise we're very different and and I walked in and she was quite stressed and I would never I generally I would never say anything that's I just wouldn't do that uh I, I mean I may say in a gentle guiding way or do you know you could actually get this but I, I remember walking in on this one occasion and she was very stressed and the first thing she said to me do not make any comment I was like, okay, because she was literally cling filming everything and 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 it did make me giggle. But look, generally, I I don't judge, although it's quite funny, but I I can be in the supermarket and 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 I'll bump into someone and and I can see them kind of covering their trolley and or or saying, Oh, I, I don't normally buy this, but I just needed to buy it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please, like I'm not here to judge anyone at all. I'm I'm here to help. So ask any questions and be inspired by by what I do. But I do get secret plastic anxiety, definitely. <laughs> One thing that I loved doing is changing all the plastic Tupperware that I had in my cupboard into glass containers. Yeah. What's your thoughts around using glass as a medium for us to store all our, our foods in our pantry? Is it the better way to go? And I want to put a second part to this. If we do use plastic or these plastic lids, where do those lids have to go for recycling? Yeah, I'm a... Uh, a fan of glass myself, most definitely. And and I guess that's both from a health point of view, obviously, and from a, a recycling point of view. I know with an, a reusable container, so I was going to call it Tupperware. I'm from that Tupperware era. I still call it Tupperware. Uh, so with the, the plastic reusables, I mean, I've still got some that I haven't thrown out because I, I wouldn't throw anything out just for the sake of it. And, and and I'm just careful w- with what I use my plastic with and what I use my glass with. I'm I'm definitely a massive fan of of glass, anything, uh, and even at the supermarket. And just as a little tip, actually, I would always choose glass if I was going for like mayonnaise or tomato sauce, barbecue sauce, uh, peanut butter. I would always choose it in a glass bottle over a plastic and that's both from a from a health and and from a recycling point of view Mm, that's powerful actually and plus those jars can then be reused when you make your beetroot chutney for christmas gifts and things like that so i love jars as well what happens to the lids of milk containers lids of yogurt containers i was told the worst thing you can do is to put the lid inside the the plastic milk bottle uh, or container before you put it out into the recycling bin is that the truth do the, is those lids separate they're not recyclable 
Yeah, they do need to be separate. And this is where it gets so confusing for people with recycling. So generally, the lid is a different plastic to the bottle. So it may be a different plastic number. So the seven plastic identification codes and the bottle and the lid are generally different plastic codes. So they're different plastic types, so they can't be recycled together. With the lids, uh, there is an amazing place called Lids for Kids that you can send your lids to. And I actually just sent mine to a place in Sydney uh, called Banish, and they recycle them on site in Sydney. And so I said, because she also takes the plastic sushi fish. So I sent my lids and my my sushi fish to banish this time. But yes, in they shouldn't be recycled together. And even if you are going to also recycle a glass jar and it has the, the lid on it, which is generally, I'm going to say like aluminium lid, um, they need to be separate also because that that's considered a mixed material. So it's glass and aluminium. So they need to be separated also. But yes, with the, the plastic lids. So I've got the plastic milk bottle lids. I've got jars and little boxes everywhere in my kitchen where we, we like we collect everything and then I recycle them properly. So you post a bag of lids down to Sydney? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a lot or is it big or does it cost you a lot to do that? Yeah, so it cost me $15 and in there I also had the plastic sushi soy fish as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, See, if it's important to you, we'll do it and we find the time and money to do so. And I bet your conscience feels incredibly great when you send that off. I can't imagine, I you know, for many of us, we give it even thought. We think because we've got a yellow lidded bin, we put paper, plastic, cardboard everything goes in there what happens with those yellow bins where where does it all go do you have an understanding is it as recyclable as they say is it a big fad is it the right thing to do do you know what the council is is pretty good and they've got websites and uh, and I can actually give you a link as well where you can go on and just have a look at what your council recycles some councils don't recycle certain things so for example our council does the tetra pack you know the milk like oat milk in those the tetra packs Mm -hmm. some councils don't recycle them our council does uh, so you, you can put them in 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 your bin. But if you, I, I can send you a link and people can go on and just see exactly what their council does recycle. They're pretty good. It, one of the things with plastic that I'd love to share, and this is why I go on about plastic so much, is it can actually, most plastics can actually only be recycled one to three times because the quality of the plastic decreases. So they're not always infinitely recyclable. So this is why I go on about plastic all the time, because if it, if it's not getting recycled, then it, 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 you, you could buy a bottle of water and think, oh, that's OK. It'll get recycled. It may be on its last recycled leg. Does that make sense? Well, yes, but I, I guess we don't know what that last leg is really mm. as the end consumer. And I'm curious as to how the companies even know that it's its last leg is it the way that they I I don't know do they melt the plastic down what actually happens 
Well, it would be that they would know that the quality would be had decreased too much, that they know that it can't be recycled. Uh, so, and this is again why I go on so much about plastic to really, really reduce it or use something that can be recycled infinitely. So glass can be recycled infinitely. This is why I'm a, a big, big fan of glass. Oh, that makes sense. And, and it's hard to stay away from plastic. I get that. Look, absolutely, as I said, I'm I'm far from perfect. But if we can reduce it as much as we can, then that's really, really helpful. Yeah, I think that's the real key of today's message. And I really do think that doing these doing these things in our home, taking care about where we place our rubbish, composting if possible, recycling our plastics and glass and cardboard and paper. And then, of course, we've got our garden waste material. Like, I think it's phenomenal and fantastic that we get to do this in this part of the world. And I'd love to know from your perspective, then, doing these things and even sending off all the lids down to Sydney to banish. I mean, these are all acts of self-care and self-love. You, you're really telling the world that you not only love the planet, but you really love yourself enough to make this a priority. What is your definition of self-love, then? Oh, thank you, beautiful. Self-love. I'm actually doing an act of self-love this week, which I will share with you. But for me, my definition of self-love is not being a few things, but not being hard on myself because I feel that I grew up in the era, if that's the right word, of being perfect. And I love that having two teenagers that they don't look I think they do still have the pressure but I'm very say to them you do not have to be perfect you do not have to be good at everything just do what makes you shine do what you're good at but I, I, I grew up in there having to be perfect so I've had to unlearn a lot of perfectionism so I guess one of the things for me is, is to not be hard on myself and just know that I am worthy that's a big thing for me and yeah. one of the things that I'm doing for self-love this week is really listening to my body and my mind and I'm taking a week off social media so I'm not scrolling, I'm not posting on my feed, I'm not posting on my stories. And, and that's big for me in that my business is online. And it's funny when you, I guess, work, I'm going to say it just for corporate or you work in an office or, or anywhere, you generally get about four weeks off a year. But I think for, certainly for me, when I'm I'm online so much, I feel like I'm on all the time. And I'm just really listening to to my body and my mind and, and taking a week off, which I, I feel like I've gone back 20 years where I've got a, a week off work and I'm like so excited. <laughs> and it's so important to detox from that for yourself, isn't it? And it's so nice. I know that I get told by different social media coaches and people to post something every day and to do all these things. But what I've really come to learn at the essence of me is I only post if I really feel like it. And my methodology is I'll share a product, I'll share a ritual, I'll share a beautiful quote, I'll share a link to a beautiful educational thing. 
and something beautiful, whether it's the environment, the beach, the weather, the sky, whatever it is. And if I'm not feeling it, I just can't do it. And so when I get different strategies on how to do it, I always say to them, you do realize this is going to have to come from the heart, not the head. I just cannot seem to do it any other way. Um, As you take a week off that, are you having anxiety around that, knowing that your business is an online business? Or do you think this is just a beautiful way to switch off as if you were going on holiday for a week? I actually am really proud of myself because I I do feel that it's just a beautiful way. and, And I think, and everyone's so understanding now that we all need a break from social media. And and I feel like a week's not too long. So people may go, oh, I haven't seen Mandy post. And then all of a sudden I'll pop up again. Uh, But I, yeah, I I think everyone knows that having a social media break is, is a really good idea. All right, let's change tact here. There's another topic I'd love to ask your opinion on, and that is fashion, clothing. I It just seems to be such a disposable industry where you can buy something cheap and wear it once and then chuck it or get, I don't know, it just seems really strange to me that we have this one-use mentality. And I'm not saying that for everybody. That's a very generalized statement. What is your understanding around the clothing industry and this real fast fashion movement? Yeah, and you know what? I'm actually loving that you've brought it up, and loving because, and I'm loving that there's a lot of focus and attention on it now, which is really good. It, it's certainly been single-use plastic for a long time, but I'm loving that the clothing and and other areas that are coming into to light now. Because there is actually a statistic in Australia that Australians buy more clothes than almost any other nation with some 200,000 tonnes thrown out and ending up in landfill each year. Okay, that's another mind-blowing mic yeah, drop. Like, I know, I know, I know. Like, like there are people out there, there are countries, there are third world, there are people going through storms, cyclones, fires that desperately need clothes. And yet, are you saying that these clothes are in good use and we're throwing them out? Or are you saying that these are at the end of their, their road? Like what do you mean when you say we're putting 200,000 tonnes of clothing in and in the bin? Well, I would imagine a lot of it is good use and and, and not good use as well, but there's definitely a a big element in there of good use clothes. And it's a bit of the, you know, sadly, we, and and I do myself and have done myself, where you give something away and then it's out of your hands. And it's like, oh, it's away. Like, it's away. I don't know where away is, but it's away. I, I drive past a clothing bin every day on my way to, to and from home. And there's a sign on the clothing bin that says, do not leave any clothing outside of the bin. And every week, it's always loaded with clothes outside of the bin because the bin's so full. Um and and our, our charity shops can't take anymore, and 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 there is actually I found out recently, and I I, I will name the company because you know we've, we've mentioned a couple of companies today, and H and M do a great service where you can take 
close into every one of their stores actually has a bin that you can take your clo- your old clothes into and they will have them uh, recycled which is wonderful the the sorry can i just ask you is that any clothes or is that only h&m clothes yeah any brand any ah, brand so, which is yeah beautiful look it's, it's really really beautiful and what i'm going to say next i don't mean this to in any horrible way but they then give you a voucher to spend in their store as a thank you and whilst on one hand that's lovely on the other hand, it's like, oh, my goodness, you're like, we're trying to stop so much fashion and clothes and, and everything. So stop getting, you know, wanting people to spend and it just comes back to to the money. And, and because there are a lot of stores and companies that are doing cheap clothes, people are just buying lots of them. So for $100, if you, I'm making this up, but if you can get eight items it's like great, but are you really going to wear them all and where are they going to end up? Oh, I know. And look, I've been guilty of this, Mandy. I'm going to be honest. I did the Marie Kondo thing, you know, the find spark joy in what you've got. And one of her recommendations is that you take every piece of clothing out of every drawer, every cupboard, every nook and cranny, all your shoes, and you place them all on your bed. I was horrified at how much I had. And kind of almost felt sick really because I've always opening up my cupboards and drawers going I've got nothing to wear which is such a stupid saying but (laughs) I think this whole idea of having something you that feel good that you have something different to wear even I've noticed and this is just ridiculous but noticing someone like Princess Catherine they'll say she wore this in 2020 and 2022 and and I'm loving the fact that these top icons are also um, reusing the same outfit. Why shouldn't we? These outfits are worth a fortune or they're they're absolutely okay to wear again. Is that something you're noticing as well, that celebrities, that that well-known people or identities or even friends are wearing the same dress or same yeah. o- items of clothing? Definitely. And I too as well, I love it. And like we touched on before, I do think there's been a lot of progress made and I do believe it's it's going to get better and better. We've still got a long way to go. And but like you, I'm seeing people wearing things more than once and and really making it known that they are doing that, which again is just that thing where it inspires other people and and you know, dare I say, allows other people to go, oh, so I can do this. I don't need to to buy something new for every occasion. Exactly. But there is something nice about wearing something new. I know that feeling. But I too am actually at the point in my life where in the past I might have bought something off the rack or I've I've put something out and I thought, oh, that looks nice. And if I don't like it when I get home, I'll give it away or I'll, I don't know. But now I've become a lot more discerning and not just buying it because it looks nice, but I have to feel and spark that joy that Marie Kondo talks so affectionately about. Is there any other tips that you have around your own personal story or things that you've done? I mean, you said at the beginning or just earlier that you buy clothes, you know, you used to wear the same clothes over and over. Is there any tips you've got to any fashion label lovers out there? I, yeah, and do you know what? I still do wear things over and over. It's quite funny. I tend to wear this black top 
all the time. And a funny story, I had a, a girl say to me a while ago, she said, oh my goodness, I just watched one of your videos and I didn't realize I'd had it saved for quite a while. And now I've connected with you on Facebook and this is really cool. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I said, what was the video about? And she said, I can't remember, but you had this black top on. And I was, I just laughed because I was like, oh my goodness, I wear that <laughs> like in all of my videos. But I, I'm a, I love taking clothes to a seamstress and just having her change them. So I've changed like long skirts into shorter skirts and jeans into shorts. And like sometimes I'll get my pockets sewn up and, you know, take sleeves off and stuff like that. So I love playing around with that. And I know that uh, there's a lot of now people having clothes swap parties, which I think are such a brilliant idea. And I know a lot of people also are renting outfits for nights out instead of buying a new outfit. Because I actually love what you did, Kim, where you put everything out. Because I don't I don't think we realize what we have or how much we have until we do that. And I always recommend, <laughs> slightly different, uh, with a, like a recycling bin audit where you put empty your recycling bin on a tarpaulin in your driveway or grass or wherever you can just before like the night before it's about to get taken out and just put everything in categories and then you can really see what you have a lot of because I think we tend to just using milk because we spoke about that say oh do you know what I actually don't have a lot of milk and then you see 20 bottles and you're like oh yeah I do uh, so I think having putting everything out is a great visual for us to see what what it is we can change mm, and I don't think you realize just how big or how much you have until you do that because it's very yeah. easy to only let the mind see what it wants to see and sometimes those reality checks are quite mind-blowing I um, also want to ask you I hope it's okay to stay on this track but one thing I've also noticed I was I was in hospital recently um, to have shoulder surgery the nurse came around with a heck of a lot of drugs and I was blown away. She locked them in a drawer and said, when you check out, you can take them. And I laughed and said, why are they in a drawer? Why are they locked? Because they were very high potent painkillers. Um, I still didn't understand it until I realized that people use these for drug use, for, you know, for, for many other probably illegal uses. Um, but what I noticed was just how many of those silver I don't know what they're called, like the the packs that all these tablets come in. Are they recyclable? Like what are what are all of those those packs that all the tablets and pills and everything come in? What what about those things? Because if we're taking they I, I heard uh Dr. Sarah Farrant was on the show a number of months ago and she said every person in Australia and New Zealand will go through fourteen thousand medications over-the-counter medications in their lifetime. That's not including all the other things that we take or use or do. That's a lot of those packs of drugs and medications. What do you know about those? Yeah, do you know what? I'm so glad that you've brought this up, Kim, because the the blister packs, they can't go in our curbside recycling bin, so our home recycling bin, they can't. But there is an amazing company that do take them. I've actually, the company's called TerraCycle and their the slogan is that they recycle the unrecyclable. They take so much stuff. It's insane. I've actually got four. I run, I host four of their programs. So I'm a drop-off point. So people can drop stuff off to me. 
I actually don't have the the blister pack program, but you can jump on the TerraCycle website and you can type in the the blister packs and you can find out where a a drop-off point is around you. Uh, And I actually watched War on Waste recently. Actually, it was amazing. And oh my goodness, like the amount of blister packs is insane. It's actually said that Australians use about 300 million uh, blister packs every year but that doesn't include supplements and over-the-counter products um it's insane like in insane but as i said there is this company TerraCycle. but like with the the milk bottle lids you you need to go and drop them off somewhere and they send them away to be recycled but otherwise they're going in our landfill bin and actually Mm -hmm. on waste what tickled me and what what I really did love is they actually took them to uh, some pharmaceutical companies in Sydney and just kind of dumped them outside on their their front doorstep and again it's that visual isn't it it's like look guys you know this is probably a very small amount of a few days of people's use of blister packs this has got to change and, and even now you're saying that, like in hospitals, you know, injections and the plastic yeah. containers that medicines are in and all of that sort of thing. Like, I get it. I understand that medicine and life, life-saving life uh, medicines are very important. But I just, yeah, I'm curious if hospitals have this kind of mindset around the recycling of that as well. Do you know? Yeah. And you know what? It's not an area that is is my strength, but it, it is is an area that... It stresses me out, but but I'm a, a bit like that. I, I want to fix everything. Uh, but yes, it's again plastic anxiety going into any hospital space. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at some things we can do to really help ourselves. So there's things like um, we can get these beeswax lids now, and you know those beautiful wraps that we can put on top of our leftover foods and things like that. What other things do you use, like when you go to the farmers markets? I know that some people still offer plastic, but are there certain bags, or do you want to plug any companies that offer us alternatives that we can actually then give to people people ideas to go and look on online? Yeah, for sure. And I, when I go to the farmers market, yes, and I've said that there's a, a lot more plastic than than I would had initially thought there would be. But I've actually found the places that don't have plastic, so so I'll always go and shop with them. But there's a couple. There's a company here on the Sunshine Coast called Go for Zero, and and I call them a one stop shop, and they have everything in there that you need. Uh, and and a, a lot of, I should say, uh, like products, sh- kitchen, bathroom, laundry products, etc., that are all non-toxic and eco-friendly packaging. So, the, and there are a few other companies around that that do that sort of one-stop shop, which is amazing because it just makes it easier for us. I always say that, it, especially if we're we're time poor and. And it may not be a priority, but it may have been bugging us for a while that we really want to change our razor. You can jump on these one-stop shops and and just buy the razor, change one thing at a time. And next time you pop on, order a couple of things and just try them out. Again, it's progress over perfection. Yeah, that's a perfect tip. I got some of those amazing um, bags and I cannot think for the life of me where I got them from. Like I reuse them every time I go to the markets. They're not plastic. They're like a, they're almost like a mesh or a 
they're not hemp. It's like a mesh bag that I can use. And those things are really powerful, even when going to, if you do end up at Coles or, or a supermarket or Aldi or something, you can reuse these over and over. And I think the key for me is that in the boot of my car, I always have about five shopping bags with one of those bags with those inside of it. Any other tips for you when you're on the move or, you know, sometimes we get caught out? Is there something else that you do to make sure you've always got these reusable things on you? Yeah, I have what I call a zero waste bag. And again, it, it's all habit and, and getting into the habit of doing it. And like you, I've, I've got my car boot has got quite a few bags in it. And I, I could probably start a, a shop selling bags. So I probably have too many of those. Uh, but I've, I've got a zero waste bag that I do keep in my car. And I put in there I've got a coconut bowl that I'll have in there for when I'm getting acai bowls. I'll always take a reusable coconut bowl with me. I always keep a reusable container in there if I'm getting sushi, takeaway sushi. And and I, I use a particular, uh, generally I'm always at the same uh, sushi shop and they know me very well. If I ever accidentally forget to take my container, they're like, oh my goodness, you forgot your container. I'm like, I know, I feel awful. Uh, but it's so inside my zero waste bag, I, I put lots of reusable items in there, coffee cups, straws. I've got some, uh, I'm going to say paper hankies. They're not, what would you call them, material uh uh, like serviettes and stuff and I just keep everything in there I keep it in my car and then it's always there and and my habit is because I am organized which helps but my habit is whenever I use it I wash it at home and it goes straight back in the car so again I've said habit a few times but it's just getting into to that habit and that's just what I do now yeah, I think, again, if it's a high value, you make the time. Let's change tact into children, nappies, bottles, um, dummies, all of these things. Is is this something that's on your radar as well? And if so, what are your thoughts, insights or knowledge around babies and children? Yeah, that's a, a whole other area as well, like hospitals that really needs looked at. And when I, my boys are 14 and 15 and so I, I did the disposable nappies 14, 15 years ago. And, and they did have non, like the rewashable ones, obviously, and, and stuff like that. But sadly, at the time, it wasn't a high value. Uh, I do cringe a little bit now. But again, it's that, you know, it wasn't high value, don't know what we don't know, etc. And I think, to be honest, at the time, it was a little bit like, Oh, they're a bit odd, aren't they? Um, because again, it's just easy, the disposable ones, isn't it? So that that's definitely an area that that needs looking at and and there will be shops around that will do amazing eco-friendly options uh, again it's just looking for those types of shops because they're there it's it's just our mindset that we need to change and getting out of it's not convenient but i think if it's really bothering us it's really worth taking 10 15 minutes of your day don't scroll on on Instagram for 15 minutes and just spend 15 minutes doing a bit of research of where you can get eco-friendly nappies and bottles and dummies from. Love this. And I think you're so right. Where there's a will, there's a way. Is there anything else that you think from the perspective, um, I know we haven't talked bulk foods, but some people 
will say that they don't like buying bulk foods because other people's fingers and hands have been in there or how long has the food been in there? What is your thoughts around bulk food buying or refillable dishwashing liquid or all of those sort of places? Do you think that they're worthwhile? I do. I'm I'm quite a fan, I have to say. And uh, there's a couple of bulk food stores around us, as you'll know. And, and I do, I love the concept of really only buying what you need. That is amazing. Actually, my son is doing some cooking at school. And I loved actually that uh, today he's getting the ingredients list. And he said, and we can go up to source bulk foods and get the flour from there. And I was like, oh, I love you. Uh, because then it's because we don't use flour a lot in the home. So it's really lovely to get only what you need to use. And I guess on the how long is the food been laying there? Yeah, look, you know, definitely that is a concern for some people uh, speaking to the shop about it, just asking them how long has it been there and uh, you know how fresh is it, et cetera. Is, it's always good to do that, uh, communicate with the shop. And, and in terms of, I guess, germs and hands and stuff, I just, I, there's just germs everywhere, isn't there? If, our, an apple that we buy at the farmer's market or an apple certainly that we would buy at Coles, I, I'd probably dread to think how many hands it's been through. Mm, I know, let alone how long it's sat in freezers and fridges and how many things have been sprayed on it to keep it looking great for the supermarket. I'm really funny about supermarket fruit and veggies. It just, yeah. I don't know, there's just something that tells me in my heart and soul it's not the right place to buy them. And that's not a judgment on anyone that does. And yes, I have, and I still do occasionally, but there is something virtuous. And I'm going to use this word. I feel incredibly virtuous when I'm at the markets on a Saturday. And I just, I love meeting the farmers. I love talking to them and their love and passion for what they do. I love the fact that some of our markets here, some of our stall owners here at the Kiwana markets, they've traveled three hours already to get there for a 3.40, 4 a.m. start. And I just, I don't know, their passion just shines through. Is there any particular story that you have around supporting these beautiful souls that really do try to make it uh, way more, not only affordable, but also environmentally friendly? Oh, do you know what? It's uh, Literally, as you were saying that story, I went to the Yandina Farmer's Market on Saturday. I go there every Saturday morning. And this is a fairly new thing for me, just a, a few months in. And I, I'll use the word virtuous as well. And and do you know what? I love it. I, on Saturday morning, I, I'm sort of feeling a little bit down. And I went to the markets. And I honestly, Kim, I literally, within 20 minutes, I could literally feel my mood lifting. And I was like, oh, I feel really happy. And then I realized that I was feeling happy because I was out in the fresh air. The sun was shining. I'd literally just had a conversation. I went up to one of the stalls that was in a different position to that it normally is. And I love the look of their lettuce. And then I had a conversation and I said, do you guys grow these? And they said, no, but we're really particular about where we get them from. And they too had traveled three hours and she was telling me that she'd worked on some of the farms and this is why, where they get them and why they get them. And it was just so beautiful. I it, I love going to the farmer's market. And again, this is no judgment because I still go to the supermarket. But genuinely, when I'm in the supermarket, I actually feel quite stressed. 
Well, I think I feel the same. And I was told many years ago and used to advocate this a lot when we wrote our second book, Like an Apple a Day, and that was if you do have to go to the supermarket, just stay around the edges. You've got your dairy, your fruit and veggies, your butcher, your seafood, and you know, you've got or start you don't need to go up the aisles. And then what fascinated me is I started to notice a term, um, health foods in one aisle. And I started to think, well, if this is the health foods, what are all the other aisles? And why do we have to have a separate aisle for health foods? And now I look around the edges of supermarkets and I'm even questioning those areas now. If you do have to go to the supermarket and we don't have a local farmer's market or one that we trust or that we like, is there any other suggestions on where we should go or what we should do to help save money, time, energy and the environment? Yeah, I love that. I love what you said. Actually, I haven't heard that for ages about shopping on the edges and the health food aisle still to this day makes me giggle every time I read it. Uh, But I would actually just suggest what you've said there, like stay on the edges and try and get as, as fresh as you can. And in terms of packaging, I would say in the supermarket, choose loose. You don't need the produce bags. They literally are used for 15, 20 minutes and then thrown away generally, unless you're reusing them a few times. Uh, But yeah, go loose in the supermarket. And as you say, just shop around the edges. I'm just so loving this conversation. And I really love the fact that more and more of us are becoming so much more environmentally aware. Climate change seems to be a massive topic of conversation I appreciate that whilst we do go through different things like the ice ages and various times over thousands and thousands of years for planet Earth, and I'm sure no matter what, Mother Nature will always reign supreme. Is there any other tips that you have for us that we can connect with, honour and absolutely savour Mother Earth? No, I always say just do one thing at a time. Just pick one thing. Don't be hard on yourself. Pick one thing, change it, feel like a legend, and then change something else. Do what feels right for you. You may intuitively know what you want to change, or you may need some help with that. Internet's great. Get in touch with me. Ask a friend. I always say, like, post on Facebook, because if you're posting and saying, I'm looking for a shampoo bar, I guarantee you'll get so many people saying, I've tried this one. This this one is really good. So I love when community comes together. But self-love, don't be hard on yourself and and just do one thing at a time and and just start. You've got to start somewhere. I love this so much. Mandy, you mentioned at the beginning that you do offer consults. Could you now tell us then how people can reach out to you, how we can follow you, how how can we be part of your community? And if someone is listening to this and they may feel a little bit overwhelmed or just need your guidance, could you please give us all the details and what's available through beautiful Mandy Spooner? Absolutely. Well, my Instagram page where I spend a lot of time on is Mandy underscore Spooner. And you can also find me on my website, which is mandyspooner.com. And on there, you'll see my ebook and also the explanation of my in-home consultations. I do them for, there's two options, a 30-minute or a 45-minute and one room. And the reason I do that is 30 minutes or 45 minutes, so not to overwhelm, and only one room, so not to overwhelm. 
admittedly, when I was first talking about setting these up, I wanted to go in and change everything. And then the coach I was working with at the time said, you're going to overwhelm everybody. And I was like, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I talk about overwhelm all the time, but I am a bit of an all or nothing. So I I really try and keep it really simple on the in-homes, not to overwhelm. My idea is to come and hold your hand. You tell me what you're willing to change. I can give you options, places to shop, sometimes discount codes, and then follow up and and just it it really is about holding your hand to to take away the overwhelm I love this so much you are such a beautiful soul inside and out your boys are very lucky to have you and have chosen you is there a final message for the beautiful self-love podcast listener who I'm sure will be enthralled with your story and the tips and advice you've given today and maybe you could include your final quote in your message to these beautiful souls no, I well, I want to thank you so much for having me. I love, uh, I love sharing and educating and inspiring, and I and I love. I've got a cup on my desk actually from it. I bought it from the beautiful Samantha Wills, another beautiful Australian, and and she says the world needs exactly what you've got, which I always look up and that really inspires me. So to everyone listening, just know that the world needs exactly what you've got. And I am a bit of a quote queen. My I love quotes, and my boys will often eye roll a few times a day because they're like, oh, I can feel a quote coming on. And and it's so funny you asked about that because this morning, I don't actually normally do this, but this morning I printed off a quote and I put it on the fridge so everyone could see. And the quote is, switching your mindset from I hope I can do this to I'm going to make this shit happen is a game changer. (laughs) I love that so much. Say it one more time. Switch your mindset. Switching your mindset from I hope I can do this to I'm going to make this shit happen is a game changer. I love that so much. And you know what? In relation to today's conversation, that actually could not be more appropriate and more relevant Beautiful Mandy Spooner, thank you so much for being on the show. It really is a delight. I cannot recommend that you follow her on socials, download her beautiful free ebook and all the switches that she offers, and also become part of her community. Because if you do have any questions and you post a question in that community, I can almost 100% guarantee you'll get the answers you're looking for. Thank you, beautiful soul. I absolutely love this hour with you, and I wish you every bit of success to continue being that eco-warrior. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.